The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here today uh, for this first day of the week where we gather for worship. Uh, one other announcement we need to make is we need to remember Hunter Casper in our prayers. He's having some health issues, and so uh, please keep him and, and that family in your prayers as well. Well, we're concluding our Preaching from the Poets series this morning, and our final song is O Joy Begin by Dave Matthews. It also has another title, Samurai Cop, which has nothing to do with the song whatsoever. Um, it just happened to be that was the movie playing while he was writing the song, so he, he put that as the title, but um, in case you were wondering. This is also kind of a bridge series, so, so we're concluding this series, but we're, we're, we're looking forward to what we're going to be doing in the coming weeks, and we're going to be spending time in the book of Philippians. And so when you begin to read Philippians, you're going to notice that joy or rejoice is mentioned over and over again. Perhaps you heard it a couple times in that scripture reading that Derek read for us uh, a few minutes ago. And so over the next few months, I want us to think about joy and how we as Christians are called to be a joyful people. And so we need to begin by asking, how would you define joy? And this is a difficult question. It's one of those things that we know when we experience it. We know when, when we have a moment of joy. But it's, it's hard to put that into words. And, and preparing for this lesson and preparing for what I'm going to be doing in Philippians, I, I got a couple books on joy and I began to read them. And as they tried to explain joy, it, it became somewhat philosophical and, and a little bit hard to understand. But I don't believe that joy should be difficult to understand. So rather than me giving you a working definition of joy, rather than just grabbing something out of a book or a dictionary, I thought that I would describe it in various ways. In fact, the song that we're going to look at this morning in a few minutes will do just that. It's going to describe joy for us in various ways. But we should begin by saying that joy is not the absence of pain or suffering. And this might be confusing for some, but I believe that if we understand this point, it's going to be quite helpful. We find biblical examples of this. For instance, Paul experiences joy while he's in prison. That's where he writes Philippians. He is suffering, but at the same time, he's full of joy. We have probably all experienced joy at the end of a hard day of work. And so, you know, after we've labored so long, we are tired, we are worn out, our, our muscles ache, but we also have a sense of joy because of what we have accomplished. We experience joy in the midst of sorrow when a faithful Christian dies. We're, we're sad they are no longer here with us. We mourn and grieve, but at the same time, we are joyful because this Christian is now with God. And so joy is something that we can have no matter what circumstances that we find ourselves in. And if I were to ask you this morning, 
would you like to have more joy? I'm guessing that everyone here would say yes. You know, I've never heard someone say, you know, I've just reached the capacity of joy in my life. I I don't know any more at the moment. I've got enough. Joy is something like truth or, or beauty in that we can never have enough of it. And I would like for us to explore two ways that that we receive joy in our life. And so the psalmist says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. So joy comes from God. That's the first thing that we need to learn. Now, it, it can come from God in various ways. It either comes from Him directly... Or it comes from the things that he has created. But either way, it is God who provides joy in our life. So how do we receive joy? Well, one way is found in the song by Dave Matthews that that we're looking at. And I want you to listen to the lyrics and see if you can figure out what this song is about. And so he says, The day you came, naked, afraid, your mother screams and pushes you. The day you came, O oh joy, begin. Weak little thing, more precious, there'll be nothing, no. O oh joy, begin. Let's not forget these early days. Remember, we begin the same. We lose our way in fear and pain. O oh joy, begin. First, just one step, one word, and then with laughter sing, O oh life, begin. First, just one step. Let's not forget these early days, remembering we began the same. We lose our way in fear and pain. Oh, joy, begin. So Dave Matthews writes this song about his child coming into the world. And, And for him, it's a great source of joy. But he's not alone. Many have experienced the joy of children over the years. And and the Bible in multiple places tells us that children bring joy to our life. I'll give you a couple of those. In Genesis 30, Leah rejoices at the birth of a child. Leah's servant, it says here, Zilpah bore Jacob a, a second son. And Leah said, happy am I, for women have called me happy. So she called his name Asher. And that name Asher there, that's the Hebrew word for happy. And so Leah is is so filled with joy because this child is born that she names him happy. In Psalm 113, the psalmist proclaims, He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. And so there is this important pattern that's set forth in Scripture. A child is born, and because of this, we're filled with joy, and then this causes us to praise the Lord. Now, a child is just one thing that brings us joy, but there are many others. And so God has created a beautiful world full of mountains, trees, rivers, wildlife, and and much, much more. And God's creation brings us joy. Family and friends bring us joy. Good food and good conversation are a source of joy. And we should have an abundance of joy in our lives, but but we don't always feel as if we do. In fact, 
There's probably many of us who feel as if we lack joy. Why? Well, Dave Matthews actually gives us one hint of this. He sings, we lose our way in fear and pain. So he's pointing to this idea, this Christian idea, that we live in a broken world. And because of this, we are disconnected from many of the things that should bring us joy. One of the greatest sources of joy is children. And yet, as I go out into the world, I see many parents at parks and restaurants and other places, and they're staring at their phone rather than their children. And I believe in the coming years that there will be many parents who will struggle with regret because they missed out on this precious time with their children while they were young. And the same is true with other things. We, we, we often just fail to pay attention to God's creation. Our, our lives are so busy that, that we don't invite people over to share time around our table. Instead, we're on our phones or we're watching TV. And often what we find on our phones and what we find on our television, that produces anxiety. And it does not make us happier. It does not bring us joy. And if we want more joy in our life, then we need to slow down. We need to pay attention. And we need to spend time with our children. And of course, this means our own children and our grandchildren. But it also means just children in general. Teaching Sunday school is a great source of joy if you approach it the right way. Now, if you go into it thinking this is a burden, then it's going to feel like a burden. But if you see it as an opportunity to welcome children just as Jesus welcomed children, then it will be a, a wonderful experience for you that fills you with joy. And there are many things like this that, that will bring us joy, but we have to take the time to notice them. And, and once we do, we then respond by praising the Lord. Now, a second way that we receive joy in our life is through our relationship with God. Uh, we are filled with joy when we come to know God. But how do we come to know God? That's what I want us to think about for a moment this morning. How do we come to know God? When we talk about knowing something, we probably assume that this involves learning some facts about it. And in reality, coming to know something is more involved, it's more complicated than just memorizing a few facts. Think about your spouse. There are a lot of facts about your spouse. What, what's their favorite food? You know, what do they like to do for fun? Where'd they grow up? You could go on and on and on. And you could spend a lot of time memorizing all those facts about your spouse but it would never compare to the years that you have spent with your spouse because that is how you have truly come to know him or her. And it's not just with people either. Did you know that there is a physics formula for riding a bike? But I bet no one here learned that formula before learning how to ride a bike because it's not going to help you at all. 
Um, learning to ride a bike is something that we practice and practice, and then all of a sudden, it clicks, and we've got it, and we're riding. Now, I believe that we sometimes struggle with knowing God because we get stuck just learning the facts about him, and we never move deeper. Now, facts are great. We need facts, but they are not all there is to knowing. And Scripture points us to other ways of knowing as well. And I want us to look at one passage. This is John 14, a passage that you're probably familiar with. And Jesus says here, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him. And have seen him. And so you caught the word know here. Jesus is talking about knowing God. How do we know God? And he says, We know God by, um, by knowing him, that, that, that we know God by knowing Jesus. And so, how so? Well, he begins by saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. And I want to suggest that these are three ways of knowing, and we need all three in order to know God. Okay, so, so let's begin with truth. And this is the easiest one. This is the one that we're most familiar with. Truth is facts. When we want to know something, we search for facts. We search for information. And there are lots of facts about God in the Bible, and we learn these facts by reading our Bible or listening to sermons or attending Bible class. But next, Jesus says, I am the way. And this is something that we do. It's how we live. We might call it a discipline or a rule of life. It's something that we submit ourselves to. Think about it this way. If all we do is learn facts about God in the Bible then we have not come to know him. We know about him, but we do not know him. A person could know a lot about God and still be an atheist. We must submit ourselves to what we find in the Bible. We must do what Scripture says. In Matthew 25, Jesus says that we encounter him, we encounter Christ when we go out and we help the poor. We help the needy. And so we come to know God by submitting to his teachings. And finally, Jesus says, I am the life. And so we move from submitting to God's teachings to embodying God's teachings. They, they become who we are. We internalize scripture. It becomes what we say. It becomes what we do. And, and we don't even have to think about it. We're just going along doing this. We become like Jesus. That's the goal for all of us. Now, this same process happens when we learn to ride a bike. We begin with facts. You know, we, we learn where the pedals are. We learn where the handlebars are and what they do. And, and we get instructions for how to keep our balance. And then once we got those facts, we, we move to doing and so we hop on the bike, we, we submit ourselves to this machine, and we submit ourselves to the laws of physics. 
and, and we're wobbly and we're shaky and we struggle with keeping our balance and we, we, we fall down, we crash, but then we, get, we pick ourselves up and we get back on the bike again. And then we reach this moment where everything clicks and we embody riding a bike. And it's as if we and the bike are one. And we don't think about keeping our balance and we don't think about where our feet are on the pedals. We experience freedom because now we can go wherever we want on our bike. Over the coming weeks, we're going to apply this way of knowing to the book of Philippians. And we're going to move beyond just memorizing facts because we want to truly know God. And again, facts are involved, but there's, there's other things as well. There's submission and embodiment. And when we know God, we are filled with joy. And it doesn't matter what circumstances that we find ourselves in. We will always have a sense of joy because our life is connected to God. And God is the source of all joy. And so I pray that, that you'll join us on this journey. Uh, joy is something that can transform your life. We are a different person. And we take the time to, to notice the blessing of children or the blessing of God's creation. And we are truly transformed when we come to know God fully. And when this happens, our life will be overflowing with joy. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning and we, we thank you for everything that you've given us. We, we thank you for life. We thank you for our family and friends. We thank you for our children and grandchildren. We thank you for your beautiful creation. And Father, we confess that, that sometimes we get distracted by things that don't really matter. And we want to repent of this. We want to change our ways and, and we want to be a people of joy because we are aware of all the things that you've blessed us with and given us in this life. We want to open our eyes to your wonderful creation and, and, and the wonderful things that, that you've blessed us with. And Father, we also want a deeper and more meaningful relationship with you. We want to do more than just know facts about you. We want to know you. We want to submit ourselves to your ways and embody what we read about in Scripture. And we're so thankful that you've sent your son here to this earth so that we can see what it is we are to do and how we are to live and what we are to be. We pray that we'll focus our eyes on Jesus and that we'll become like him more and more each day. Pray this in his name. Amen.